1: I don't think people have patience for a lot of instrumental music. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of instrumental music, but sometimes I want to hear a, a quick catchy pop song, but I'm okay with listening to both, and I think a lot of people only pick one. They don't have patience to, to listen to the other, and it's too bad because there's so many great artists that are making instrumental music that are not getting much recognition at all, and they really should. So it'd be nice if people had more patience, but I don't think they do.
2: And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me, as always. And uh, Happy New Year, Trav.
0: First episode of 2021. You remember last year when we were like, man, we're really in the future now. 2020. This is going <laughs> to be it. So many great things ahead. Yeah. What happened last year, man? I mean, it's just like the craziest whirlwind of a year. You know what I mean? In so many different ways. That's the funny thing. It's like, it's not like it was only the pandemic. There was all the social unrest, you know, in the summer. And like, you know, I think there was something else that happened. Oh yeah. Fucking election happened. The most like, you know, fucking contested and like drawn out we're still dealing with it because it's you know it's not january 20th yet <laughs> you know
2: right we're still yeah, dealing
0: with the fuckery lots of change ahead man. yeah but uh you know i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for 2020 we got the vaccine man you know i'll be getting that shot into my arm here in a few months probably along with everybody else and then oh yeah dude hopefully by the end of the year dude i'll be i'll be looking up at a stage seeing some live music I'm hoping by the end of the year uh the Tame Pollock concert that that my wife and I bought tickets for has been rescheduled for september so I got my fingers crossed here that by September the vast majority of citizens will have been vaccinated by then and we can feel comfortable going to live shows and and all that good stuff so anyway. that is
2: my resolution for the new year is. To go
0: see a live concert again by the end of 2021. I think it's going to happen. I'm I'm hopeful, dude. These these vaccines are, are giving me hope. Anyway, yeah, dude. 2020. The last few episodes we've been recapping our favorite tracks from from 2020. We did an episode last week on our listener favorites. Some of you wrote us on Twitter, told us what your favorite tracks were we reached out to some previous guests that we've had on the show. That was fun. It was it was cool to to jam out to some tunes that that we didn't pick. So at this point, we have some Spotify playlists available if you're interested that uh you know, essentially I think we have we have two different playlists. One was our our favorites and then our listener favorites. Um you can find those on the website perhaps. I don't know, I haven't put them up yet, but I will put them up at some point.
2: Lots of good music last
0: year, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about this too, that like we had some musical moments and and albums and stuff that would not have existed had it not been for the pandemic and the state of, you know, the globe. So yeah, yeah um, going into 2021, I got nothing but hope. And um, yeah, we're going to kick off our, our year here with a return to electronic music cube.
2: I'm excited. And I think we need to do it a little bit more justice than we did last year. Yeah,
0: we barely scratched the surface. And I feel like we're going to barely scratch the surface again because uh, obviously we're all about rock and roll, specifically indie rock from the 2010s. You know what I mean? That's our wheelhouse. A good portion of the albums that we've talked about so far in the 150 plus episodes have sort of been in that vein. But we also love every flavor, just about, of electronic music. Yeah. And we've done, what, four episodes, maybe? Five?
2: I think, yeah, proper electronic episodes, maybe five or six.
0: So the, the voice that you heard in our little intro is one half of this act that we're going to talk about today. They go by Arms and Sleepers. So that was the voice of Mirza Ramek. And he was talking about how you know he feels that a lot of people don't have patience for instrumental music. They either they either like you know the more poppy, like really easily digestible, you know, four minute track or whatever. Yeah. Or they like instrumental music and they have the patience for instrumental music. It's kind of a kind of a dig at like attention spans, right? Yeah, and. It kind of comes across as highbrow. It does, and these guys are definitely highbrow. We're gonna get into that in a little bit, as far as like their approach to music and stuff. But I feel like we've talked about this before, Q.
2: Yes, I was gonna say when we covered Tosca, I feel like we were both trying not to sound pretentious.
0: Yeah, because we were trying to describe like the type of music lover who listens to this kind of music. Yeah, this th- these guys make the same type of electronic music. Um, I guess their their best kind of described as down-tempo, trip-hop. Ambient, for sure. Ambient. I'm in the ambient category, I think. So um, these guys formed in 2006 in Boston, Massachusetts. And their music, is, I'm, I'm going to let them describe it because I think it tees it up perfectly. They say, we wanted to kind of make a soundtrack to imaginary films those that are in our heads and put them on disc. I think this is how we view our music as soundtracks to movies that don't exist. So that's a Radiohead song. <laughs> Isn't that the name of a Radiohead song? Yeah. I think it's called like imaginary music
2: for an imaginary film something or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we've yeah. talked about that. That's too. a great
0: way to describe it. Yeah. We've talked about that too, especially with down tempo. I think we, we talked about this with Eamon Tobin. Yeah, um, for sure. Br- uh, Bricolage is, is the record that we did. Where like yep. when I listen to down tempo a lot of times, I'm imagining a scene in some movie. Yeah. And that's what happens with, I think that's just because it's instrumental. Like you're not getting any visuals.
2: Yeah, there's no lyrics. Yeah. There's no theme other than the mood that they're trying to convey.
0: Right. But these guys are specifically doing that and they talk about their their influence um, being anything from like, Basically, it, it, the few interviews I've read, the first answer that they always give to, hey, what, what are your influences? Like, when you guys sit down to make a song, like, what influences you? A lot of times they talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Like, they get inspired by this particular uh, director named Pedro Almodovar, which I don't think I've ever seen any of his films.
2: Is it a foreign director?
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a Spanish filmmaker. But beyond uh, movies, they're influenced by going to a museum, like an art exhibit, or literature, or random personal experiences. Basically, they seem to be influenced primarily by art, like other forms of art. That's how these guys approach their music versus, you know, rock bands that are going to write about heartache and stuff like that. Or personal experiences or stories. Right. Right. Yeah. These guys approach their music as art, and then they're, for the most part, influenced by like other forms of art, is what it seems like. And I think it's pretty fitting, especially this record that we're talking about today, which is called Black Paris 86. It's their first full-length record. Yeah, and some
2: the thing about this album is, like through and through, uh, from the album art, uh, track to track, it just puts you in this headspace we say this a lot with music but when it happens for like an album as a whole that's when when it becomes really special and this album is i mean the, the mood that it puts you in is just it's it's ambient and dark and dude i think i think we should start off the first episode in 2021 with the word haunting <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well let's tr- let's try to find some better words to use I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig deep for some synonyms here, but um, that was just a tiny little um, intro to these guys. But let's, yeah, let's play a song here, um, and then we can talk more about who these guys are. Because um, I think I think we've we've um, we've teed it up a little bit. It's better sometimes just to just listen to the music. So
2: yeah. So I don't know if we mentioned yet, but this album came out in 2007, and this is will always be in my top. Ten probably uh, favorite electronic ambient albums
0: for sure. Yeah, well, like this hit right around the time that we started seeking out down tempo music. I think. Yeah. 2007, dude. This is the fucking. This is the year I think that you were crashing on my floor, right?
2: 2007. Uh, maybe is if it wasn't 2007, it was 2008.
0: Okay, but yeah, this is around the time that like you and I were heavy into Tosca. And bands like Eamon Tobin. I mean yep. artists that we've covered before on this on this um uh, on this podcast, but like, you know, uh Thievery Corporation. Uh what's another <laughs> what's another band? band? Another another group that falls into that. Like like ones that people might be familiar with. I think a lot of people are familiar with Thievery Corporation.
2: Well, I was gonna say Kruder and Dorfmeister, but yeah, same, That's yeah. a deep dig, I feel like. That's the
0: same. I mean that's 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 half of Tosca. Thievery corporation's a good a good thing maybe a um, massive attack bonobo all of those kind of bands that kind of fall under that umbrella like this is when we were first starting to discover those guys and yeah. I feel like arms and Sleepers, we never looked back. yeah we never looked back it's all it's only kind of evolved beyond that you know going forward but like this was kind of our our intro to that and this album always stood out to me as uh, you know, exceptional. They, they, yeah, they fall into a slightly. They, they do it in a, a slightly different way. But uh, all right, let's let's just listen to the first track here. This song, I've always loved the drum intro in this track. the, the way the drums. Oh, me too. Kind of flowing in and out, and also the vocal. There's like some sort of vocal thing that happens that has always reminded me of Tom York. Yes, dude. But anyway, let's listen to it. This song is called "A Mission to Prague." <laughs>
2: absolutely love this song man yeah it's it's
0: like the and we've okay. let's let's talk about let's talk about layers dude But <laughs> <So laughs> we every every time we talk about an electronic track especially down tempo we always talk about the layer the, the building of the of each layer right like with this song it's those dope ass drums that, that start and right it's from one of the my beginning. favorite drum beats yeah man, of it's all so time. simple but 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 amazing uh so real quick before we keep talking let's just so, so we can know who to who to give proper credit to here um so arms and sleepers is two two different guys um it's Max Lewis and Mirza roick Mirza is the guy that we we had that clip in the beginning
2: when we saw them live in Denton, I don't remember when that was. It must've been not that long after this. It was just them two. So one of those two guys was sitting behind the kit. Yeah. Yeah. So Max does the programming, uh, the beats and all that stuff, along with keyboards. Mirza, of course, also does keyboards, but he plays the bass as
0: well. And he does the so, drum or, or the drums. No,
2: my, my guess is Max probably does the, uh, that's probably what programming. Okay.
0: So yeah, um, that that really simple and effective looped uh drum beat right which is like a, a down tempo staple well can i say as a as as a drummer trev that's not a simple beat well maybe i guess i mean okay that's good to know because like I, I guess what i mean by simple is like it's just looped right yeah so yeah. Uh, there's not a lot going on but you're saying that The actual, the actual beat itself is not easy. That would be, that would be hard to, to, well,
2: for me, you know, at the level that I'm at as a drummer, it's a pretty complicated beat. Um, As far as the the bass pedal and the finesse, I talk about finessing the hi-hat that he does it really well with that beat. Um, But like I said, dude, when we saw them play live back it had to be around this time. Dude. Yeah,
0: it was, it, it, they played a lot probably of probably two thousand
2: eight or so. Yeah, uh, we saw them with Josh in Denton. That was back when Josh was still living in Denton. One of them was playing drums. It wasn't just sampled beats; there was an actual kit. I wonder if it was Max, but um, yeah, dude. And and on top of that, it's it's so it's the repetitive drum beat and the way that they pull the other instruments out and drop them back in throughout the song. And that, what is it? Like a, it's a, it's a, a mandolin or some kind of like Japanese, like Kodo stringed instrument. Yeah, I love that. It gives it like a, and you know, with the, with the album name black Paris 86, it gives it like a French kind of feeling. The whole album yeah. has this feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so um, this can't be true, but I'm going to read it anyway. This is the, um, the old archived, release notes for this record on the uh, expect candy record label website. So it says here, arms and sleepers started one night in the back of an ambulance in Cambridge in an alleyway. A man was bleeding with a cassette player in hand, the play button still on what sounded like recordings of a gospel choir blared from the tin speaker while down the street, a jazz band could be heard. The man was dying. He dropped the cassette player on the cement and closed his eyes, the sound carrying through the air into his ears for one last time. Though this moment in time died with him, his cassette lived on and arms and sleepers was born. What I mean, that didn't fucking happen, right? What? Because, I mean, I guess they're saying whoever, whatever like marketing person decided to write this to describe the band wanted to paint this like imagery of like i don't know what the fuck he was thinking when he wrote this. so
2: there's a, here's but, what that reads like to me max and mirza used to be emts yeah
0: maybe right <laughs> it's just goofy i'm trying to think of what to of what we can pull from this that's relevant probably the 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 blending of a gospel choir and a jazz band
2: yeah you know what i mean there you go. but like yeah.
0: in a tin speaker that also is important because like sometimes they have that analog kind of sound that yeah. like lo-fi kind of sound but I think what you were talking about with that, whatever kind of instrument that was. That
2: it sounded kind of like a
0: Kodo. Yeah. Traditional Japanese stringed instrument. They're, they're an electronic band, and this is usually the case with down tempo. It's electronic, meaning it's like mixed and it's sampled into a computer and stuff, but it's yeah. it's these um, more organic instruments, like stringed instruments and stuff like that that get yeah. they get mixed into it. So it has this really warm sound to it.
2: Yeah. My f- my favorite electronic music are from the artists that blend the analog real instruments with the l- with the programmed keyboard stuff and then they just they take those actual recorded instruments and loop them in a cool way. Yeah. But they keep it organic feeling where you don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily feel like you're listening to an electronic looped song you know right and this album i think does it better than most in the genre want to play another
0: song let's play another song before we keep talking here because i've got some more things to say about this band uh, but i don't want to spill all my beans here before we do that let's take a quick break all right so here's our next track and um this is gonna sound more a little more trip hop, yeah, a little bit glitchy, a little bit more electronica, electronic, yeah. If, you, if and you will, I
2: have to say this because it's important. Uh, this is another one of those albums where, and if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're not listening to it in headphones, first pause, grab yourself a good pair of headphones, and come back and listen because this album begs to be listened to in headphones, definitely, I think. and also, especially this song.
0: One more thing worth noting here. They had put out a couple of EPs, I think a few EPs, before Black Paris 86 called Bliss Was It in That Dawn To Be Alive.
2: That's a great EP, dude. Yeah, it's just as good and it's got the same kind of vibes as this full length. All
0: right, so let's just go to the very next track here on the record. This song is called Lausanne. again all about that beat man that drum beat that comes in especially how they how they kind of tease out that piano part for so long before you get that really satisfying drum beat that comes in you know what i mean
2: yeah and and then on top of that you've got a little uh, break that happens and then it all comes back in with that killer bass line dude. yes the bass line's great just all around man such a fantastic song and this showcases the their use of brass instruments as well. Yeah. Just all around, man. This is that's I think this song is a really good representation of like one half of the feeling and, and vibes that you're gonna get from this album. It's a little bit more a beat, a little more structured, a little more jazzy. Yeah. Um shit man. And then when we jump to our next pick, dude, um uh, I feel like it's yeah more dark.
0: I mean it all kind of has this dark vibe to it which I love for sure. So um, speaking of this is interesting. They're talking about here. This was an interview they did with uh headphone commute.com back in 2014. They were asked um, your group's warm ambient tones are unlike anything I've heard before. How do you conceive of your compositions and how are arrangements usually fleshed out in the studio? And they say here, um, Many songs begin with inspiration that comes from watching an exceptional, touching film. So like I said earlier, that's usually how they answer this like right off the bat, right? They say in the studio, things usually get started with a beat, which I feel like that's probably how most down-tempo starts, right? A really good beat. He says, this usually really depends on what type of music we are working on. Sometimes new compositions will start on the acoustic guitar, even though we don't have much guitar on our songs other times on our roads often it's the beat that dominates which is done in reason and then parts are added to that it really does vary a lot and depends on what kind of mood we are in personally dark rainy days tend to result in more experimenting with pianos and acoustic instruments while sunnier days are more about music software interesting right and then they also say here our Arsenal also includes glockenspiels, toy pianos, analog synths, omni melodicas, accordions, and other fun little instruments like that. So yeah, that's what like all of that stuff goes into these songs, and that's why there's so much like texture and like like they said warmth in the music because they are actually using analog instruments too, like guitars, accordions, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so you know if if what he's saying about you know, darker kind of moodier music. It's going to be a piano. And that last song had that very kind of beautiful piano flick that kind of runs through the whole song, you know? All right, let's move on to our next track here. And Quentin, you said that this one is going to be more different than the last two tracks, right?
2: For sure. This one might be, uh, may have been conjured up during a sunny day, which is funny that they say that. Uh, because it's all, it, this all sounds like rainy day music I, to me. Th-
0: yeah, I agree with you. This is a rainy day kind of album. Yeah. But, um, uh,
2: so this is the first song of Arms and Sleepers that I ever heard. Okay. Interesting. Um, and you'll see why I was immediately, um, intrigued and, you know, dove into this album as soon as I could get my hands on it. So this is a few tracks down on the album. This song is called Butterfly Catcher. I just love the different movements that song
0: has, you know. Yeah, and again like and an instrument uh uh using like brass instruments and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and the the piano line really took a backseat in this one. It's much more um in the like in the background and you know, it's just simple little I don't even know if it's chords, it might just be one key little melody.
0: And like they they seem to do this like that they use this a lot, where it sounds like a reversed. What's the word I'm looking for here? Where it's like tape that's being rewound, I guess, or, or scrubbed backwards, scrubbed in reverse, kind of thing. Yeah,
2: and I also like. It sounds like they sampled vocals to make that uh, the bass melody for the song. Do you get that when you when it first when you first press play? It sounds almost like vocals. Oh yeah, definitely. It sounds like humming almost. Yeah. I love that stuff. Definitely. And definitely. that seems to it seems to be a theme throughout this whole album. Like, you know, you think of this as an instrumental electronic album. There's vocals throughout the whole album, but they use them in such a way that you it's really hard to understand what they're saying. Yeah. You know, in in the songs where there is a, a for sure like dominant singing voice in the song like they're saying they are singing uh it's it's in english but it's really hard to to pick out what they're saying and it's just the way that they uh the effects that they add onto the vocals you know and and where it sits in the mix it's really hard to understand what they're saying and i think that's really cool i think it adds kind of this mysterious quality to the to the album
0: yeah well i think um we faded out there with like more of a defined kind of vocal track I guess or it didn't sound like it was being it wasn't like a a vocal sample being used as a keyboard sound right it was more like right. a, like a female singer um, but they only worked with you know it's just them two in the studio at least for this record but anyway yeah the bottom line is like th- this record has so much so much warmth and like analog uh, quality to it mm-hmm. but it's just a couple of producers basically music producers um and with the especially with the the brass instruments and stuff like that it's it's no wonder that they kind of see themselves as making music for a soundtrack to a film that doesn't exist you know what i mean they they approach it like 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 they are writing music for a film um and i'm i would love to know the scene in their head that they're writing a song for you know what i mean yeah like what film is black paris 86 you know what i mean like what what film did they have in mind when they sat down to write this record you know because i always have imagery in my head when i hear certain songs especially this next one our last track this song is dope as fuck man i love this and it's got such a different vibe than the rest of the stuff we played which is i think a, a good thing we're ending it on this one this one sounds like a fucking heist film or something like that man like an old school like heist.
2: I always get images of um, like old cobblestone towns in France or something. Yeah, I, I,
0: I can see that. I can totally see yeah. that. Totally. Let's do it, man. Let's play the last track. All right. So let me just put this out there Q. This song was used in one of my New Dust mixtapes back in the day. I think it was used in my very first mixtape. If we could find a way to resurrect those and, and, and put those back out in the ether. I have all of mine, dude. I, I pulled them from... Oh, from the server? From the server, yeah. I have all of mine. I think I may have some of mine, too. I don't know if I have all of them, but I have some of them. All right, so this song is called Rooftops, Lanterns.
2: exceptional musicians man they really know how to craft a, a song in a powerful way
0: yeah and like it's so simple dude right but like here's what i like about it we talked about hey we're gonna do um some electronic music you know for the first few episodes of 2021 and this is our first album right that song right there could be done with you know a little a tiny little jazz band or something like that like because you know that sounds like an upright bass, like you said, upright bass, almost piano, and some some brass instruments. That's it. But this is electronic music. You know, it's down tempo. I think I talked about this with um, when we did a, a, a we were talking about math rock at some point in an episode, and I was saying that what I love about math rock is the fact that the drums always takes stage, right
2: yeah that must have been on our mercury program episode
0: yeah probably yeah and yeah same with down tempo i feel like or trip-hop um the drums is what has always drawn me draw me to that kind of music because it's like almost like almost hip-hop or or you know rap drum beats and stuff like that but with yeah totally jazz behind it you know
2: yeah, and that that beat was great because he was using brushes, which I love the sound of, of brushes on, on a drum kit. That gives it that warm jazz feel, you know? Yeah,
0: and I, I love that they mentioned that they use uh, Reason, you know, only because, like, that's... When I dabbled with making electronic music, I used... I think I used Reason. So I just it, yeah it always makes me happy like oh you know that is just the 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 tool that people use to make music like this you know um, anyway uh, it makes me feel like hey you know what even I can do this <laughs> yeah, but you just gotta believe in yourself brother so here's another quote this is from again that uh, the write up on the record label the expect candy uh, release notes for Black Pear six says here. Listening to Black Paris 86 feels like sitting in a cinema, watching landscapes, beauty, and tragedy, feeling warm and safe while a hint of mystery seems to whisper that not everything is okay out there. The latter doesn't seem to be far fetched when Ramek talks about the band's name. For me, the meaning of Arms and Sleepers is the meaning of so much of the world today and in the past, and probably the future. While so many are fighting and killing, which is the arms? Others are ignoring it all. The sleepers. So I think that's a great that's a great way to describe their sound. And it's a great way to describe yeah. uh, the feeling that you get when you listen to the record because it, it you know it's got this like very it sounds you know uneasy like you kind of almost feel uneasy sometimes when you're listening to this music
2: uneasy but at the same time um... comforted and stuff like that.
0: There we go. Probably because of the, the stringed instruments and stuff like that, and the piano. yeah, know, Stuff that sounds familiar, but then it's got like... It's the chords
2: that they use that give you the uneasy kind of feeling. Yeah,
0: and in that first track that we played, Mission to Prague, there is that almost like it feels like you're in a fucking like tilt-a-whirl or something like that. Um, the way that they kind of... Um, There's a warbly effect to some of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, which really makes you feel like something's not right. Yeah. Which is interesting because they're saying that the name of the the band is like this says here this is Merzik and he says the sleepers are many of us that are either oblivious to this meaning the arms like the weapons of war and stuff yeah or choose to ignore it since we live in a world with fewer problems and plenty of prosperity so that's a major issue man this year shook things up for a lot of people you know and and you know comfort and prosperity I don't think a lot of people will describe 2020 as as uh, comfort or or, or, or prosperous. prosperous at all. But, yeah. um, you know, it's interesting because when you listen to this music, that's like we were talking about like the the uh, uneasiness, but, but comfort, you know what I mean? Like where if you stop and pay attention for a little bit, you'd be like, oh, this world is actually pretty fucked up. There's a lot of issues. Yeah. But let me just go back to, you know, watching Netflix, you know, or right. let me just order some on Amazon and, and get that, that – instant fix or whatever
2: it's easy to stay in in your little bubble yeah so that's black paris 86 dude the whole album is worth listening to from start to finish we say that a lot but absolutely with this album this one is worth spending an evening with definitely i want to say too that um i haven't listened to a lot of their stuff and but they, and they have so many records out now. They've been doing this uh, consistently ever since. Another favorite album of mine came out a few years later called The Organ Hearts. Yeah. You listen to that one? Yeah, dude? yeah. There's a some really great
0: good songs on organ hearts. That's the thing, man. If you listen to some of their, their newer stuff, their sound has changed uh, quite a bit. Like, they're always evolving. Um, I can't say that I'm as much a fan of their their newer stuff, but there are, there are gyms like... to to be found you know what i mean like yeah if you listen to to some of their some of their newer stuff there are sounds that kind of call back to to this yeah it's funny because it seems like a lot of
2: these albums are have more of the upbeat electronic music that he kind of criticizes in that clip that you that we used for our intro the poppy kind of stuff yeah but hey you know what that it's been what 13 14 years since they released black pairs 86 so of course they're going to be evolving and experimenting with with different sounds it's better to to experiment with a decade long career
0: yeah that just tells you like you know if you're if you're a creative person you're either gonna change or you're gonna you know it's the classic thing of like do we want artists that we love to change and like challenge themselves and like and and get better, or do we just want more of the same that we liked a decade plus ago? You know, it's the classic. I would say thing. to
2: some degree, yeah, to some degree change is welcomed and encouraged.
0: Yeah. You know. It just has to be the same. It's gotta have the same soul. It's what we love about spoon. They're always changing, but it's the same spoon that we that we that we've always loved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about like prolific. They've had three full-length records come out in 2020, so they've uh, they've taken advantage of, of uh, probably not touring and stuff like that, right? And if it's just two guys with their keyboards and stuff, now they have said that that um, you know they collaborate with more musicians now, where they call people into the studio and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's the case. I mean, it looks like on their latest record, Corpus Die, they've got. I'm guessing a vocalist on there, Sophia Insua. So yeah, they've been working with other people. It's not just them them two making all of this music, but all the music that you heard today was just those two guys.
2: But yeah, dude, I haven't really given these new albums a listen, so I might have to do that. I have to return off
0: these mics, dude. There's a lot. There's a lot out there. <laughs> yeah. For two guys, um, they've been. If you go to their band camp and you look at all of their their EPs and their albums and stuff, it's it's. It's a lot, of, it's a lot to, to go through. So if you like these guys, you have hours and hours of music ahead of you to listen to. So, all right, Q, let's talk about something that, that we're doing a little bit differently in 2021. So, uh, you know, about this time of an episode, we typically do what we call What You Heard, which is a segment where we each bring a different track. Of something that we heard since we last recorded and it's just another way to get a couple more tunes on on the show from you know likely completely different sounding artists or genres from what the episode was about so i was listening back to our what we called our 2019 discoveries episode which we put out with our year-end recap episodes for 2019 it kind of felt like an extended What You Heard segment. We each brought five tracks of just bands that we had discovered in 2019 that weren't necessarily new artists, you know what I mean? Bands or music from bands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and it was
2: all over the place. That was a fun episode. It was a
0: great episode. And we were we got to talking and we decided, what if we did a monthly What You Heard episode instead of tacking them on to the end of each episode? And then we'll basically have three episodes where we talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about. And then end the month with a What You Heard. You know, we'll each bring a handful of tracks to the episode and talk about them. And that's it.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about it. You know, I think this is, when it comes down to it, sharing music with people is, that's our fucking bread and butter, dude. It's a lifelong passion. That's the entire reason why we started this podcast and i feel like going this route i think it'll be fun you know if if we are kind of sitting in in a genre that you don't particularly care for you know and we're and we're spending three weeks covering you know down tempo music or something that that you're just not into skip those episodes you know or give them a listen if you don't like it then know that another week from from then we're going to be just bringing a bunch of random songs just kind of all over the place. Kind of gives you a, you know, a fun episode to to dive into and just listen to some some random music with us. It's going to be fun, dude. I'm excited about it. And another thing I wanted to do is and we've we've said this before, we love hearing from our listeners. It's one of our favorite things in in the world. Um and it would be fun to start sharing some listener picks for what you heards. Uh, on those monthly episodes, you know. If you heard a song that you loved, give us a, a tweet and share it with us. You know, just say like, hey, I heard this song the other day on the radio. You know, it's been in my head since I heard it. Share it with us and we'll play it on our What You Heard episode.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, think about it. Basically, at any at any moment, just drop us a tweet that says, hey, really cool song I just heard. And then if we, you know, if we like it, then we'll, we'll throw it into our What You Heard episode for that month and we'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about the song. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, right? There are
2: some great songs on our listener episode, man. Some good stuff. I want to hear more of it.
0: Definitely. All right. So that's that. So if you're looking forward to hearing some What You Heards, you're going to have to wait a few more weeks, but we will have a What You Heard extravaganza at the end of every month
2: dude and i've been sitting on quite a few songs that i want to play man
0: cuz we've been doing
2: our, our year end recap episodes the last month i got a handful of good songs i want to share with you man so i'm excited to to play you know four or five of them in a couple weeks definitely definitely it's going to be dude, it's going to be a blast definitely yeah so that's going to do it for us today as always you can find us on the pantheon podcast music network that is the Network for Music Lovers and we are a part of it it's a great uh, group of music centered podcasts we're happy to be part of the family that is pantheonpodcasts.com you can also find us on Twitter at nofillerpodcast we are always on there just sharing clips of music and chatting with our listeners so please give us a shout out send us some some song suggestions, things that you've been listening to lately and enjoying, send us a tweet. You can also check out our website, nofillerpodcast.com. We've got all our show notes on there for every episode. Uh, You can play our episodes directly from the website. And that's that. Uh, We are going to close us out with a song from a post-rock group called The List Exists. This was... A band that the Arms and Sleepers boys was a part of before they started Arms and Sleepers. I hope it's good, dude, because I haven't listened to it yet. It's going to be a first for both of us. It might be garbage. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to roll the dice here. We're going to see what happens here when we push play. It could be, yeah, it could be trash. It could could be trash. Um, It's hard to find stuff on, on this band, but I found a compilation record from Acne Records, which was the... Uh, record label that they were on, so there's one song on here from them. This is, we're gonna close us out with this. Uh, the song is called "Film Noir Love Story," and that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name's Quentin.
0: My name is Travis. Y'all take care.